The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Prince Harry's phone hacking trial continues. He told the High Court that he would feel some injustice if his claims were turned down. The Duke of Sussex is the first royal to be cross-examined in a courtroom since 1891. And this, of course, is for his accusations against the Mirror Group newspapers. Joining me now is London-based journalist Enda Brady. Enda, good morning. Good morning, Pat. Great to speak to you again. Now, Enda, how did he do, just on the, the face of it? Was he persuasive? Look, he doesn't seem to have any factual, physical evidence. If I was wanting to be critical, that's the first thing I would point out. Now, Harry argues, and his legal team as well, say that a lot of the evidence they would have been after has been cleverly destroyed. You know, burner phones and the like, and call logs and what have you, all of that would have been got rid of by the newspapers if they were doing what he says. I think he was more assured on day two. He's finished giving his evidence now. He got quite emotional. I mean, he was in the witness box for eight hours. So, It's been an extraordinary couple of days, even by Harry's standards. And I think the one point that really landed with people yesterday was that he was asked why he was doing this. And he said he wanted to stop the abuse, the intrusion and the hate that's coming towards me and my wife. So he's doing it for Meghan. And ultimately, whether he wins or not, I think he's certainly made his point. But it has been a very, very difficult 48 hours for him. Now, the, the the problem, I suppose, for the Mirror Group, if they have a problem in this regard, if there's no hard evidence, uh, who knows? But they admit, yes, we we were hackers, but we didn't hack a, him on this occasion. It's a it's yeah. a it's a feeble enough kind of excuse. Yeah, we we, look, we are burglars, but we didn't burgle that house. Look, I I think Pat, in all honesty, he has suffered terrible intrusion by the tabloid press. And I mean, the the use of private investigators. I mean, you've been in the game a very long time, longer than me. I've been reporting 30 plus years now here. And I've never once spoken to a reporter or known anyone who has used a private investigator. I mean, as soon as those two words come up in anything, you would think, well, there's something got to be untoward and dodgy here if a journalist can't find it out by speaking to someone on the record, legitimately getting facts. And Harry has painted a picture here of repeated trips and visits and socializing, and he would get somewhere that only he and that friend knew was going to happen. They're going to a pub, or they're playing a game of poker one evening with Caroline Flack, and they would get there, and there would be photographers outside. And ultimately, he trimmed his friendship group because he was convinced that he would say to someone, let's go and do this, and that they would be selling information on him to the papers. And now he knows full well that his allegation is that people were hacking his communications and getting the photographers there to get the picture, to get the story with whatever girl or whoever he was mixing with. So I would say he's rightly angry, but whether he can prove it or not now, it's up to the judge. Now, he maintained that they actually found a tracking device on the the car of a a then girlfriend, ex-girlfriend now, of course, Chelsea Davey. Um, Now, who placed it there, that might be more difficult to prove, but somebody wanted to know uh, where she was going because she would probably have him in the car at some point or at least be meeting him. Yes, and you can imagine the sense of paranoia that people were feeling that, you know, the relationship was under scrutiny. And, like, I remember when he started going out with her, you know, they, they were a very 
glamorous young couple in love all over the papers and she became a household name here and she'd pop up at royal functions and what have you. There was huge interest and in I think the papers kind of took it for granted that Harry would marry Chelsea Davies. So they were all over her. Um, but it, it's pretty appalling that tracking devices were used on her vehicle. Another friend of his uh, found one as well. So I think Harry has a lot of anger towards the tabloid press, but ultimately this will all come down now mm. to law. He's landed loads of opinions, very few physical facts and evidence, but he's made his point. And I think I'm I, I just struggling with the whole thing, Pat, because in all honesty, the amount of money that will have been spent on lawyers here, and I think Harry needs to read the room. I mean, you may have noticed Britain has been getting worse year on year. There are 2,200 food banks in operation in this country right now. Harry has never known poverty and never will. And I think, you know, I think his critics would say you, you brought an awful lot of this on yourself. And given the book, the Netflix, everything in the last kind of 12 to 24 months, I mean, the, the circus just keeps coming. Mm. Now, um, he stuck around in court to hear the evidence from the former Mirror Royal reporter Jane Kerr, who had written many of the articles that he obtained uh, were sourced illegally. Uh, she says she never hacked a phone or carried out illegitimate acts in the name of her journalism, but she couldn't remember the sources for some of the stories that she wrote. Yeah. So that doesn't look great. And it was made clear in court as well that she's a reluctant witness. You know, it was put to her by David Sherborne, KC, who's, who's Harry's lawyer. Uh, you don't want to be here. And she said, no, uh, you didn't want to come here. She said, no. So uh, ultimately, what they've done here is they've got someone whose name is in the paper writing these stories. And I think she can expect a difficult few hours of cross-examination again that, you know, they're going to drill down into where did you get that story from? And she may well hide behind journalistic integrity and say she'd never reveal her sources. But ultimately, there seem to be an awful lot of private investigators getting paid by the mirror group of newspapers. Yeah, and and then uh, there's uh, the story of um, an email where a description of how to hack celebrities' phone numbers using PIN numbers and so on, uh, how telling that is. You know, it might be circumstantial, but is it sufficient to suggest wrongdoing? Yeah, and then you add in to what Harry said as well in his evidence that from the moment he got a mobile phone when he was a schoolboy at Eton, he would get these missed calls and he could never figure it out. phone would ring once and not ring again. And this happened every single day he had a mobile phone. And he subsequently found out that this was how they were getting into the voicemail, that you had to ring, you had to ring the phone to get it to go to voicemail. And that the one missed call was a clear telltale sign. So he's got lots of, as you say, circumstantial evidence. And I, th- I think it will be a fascinating judgment, but he's not going away. I mean, you're going to get tired of talking about Harry's legal battles because he has five other newspaper cases lined up um, and there's one against the government over his security arrangements. So he's going to spend the best part of this year flying between California and London to appear in court. London-based journalist Enda Brady, thank you very much, Enda, for uh, joining us. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.